Welcome back to another At The Buzzer. We have a special, well, I have a guest. I won't say special yet. Um, someone joining us for this week's episode. I am one of the three-headed monsters today, Jack Barsh. I'll let the other two introduce themselves. Uh, I'm your other usual co-host, Sam TVA. And then... Uh, John Woods is joining today. I am the, uh, the, the unspoken... Uh, third of the triumvirate that's uh, been on the pod a few times here, and I'm happy to join you guys today. The king is dead. Long live the king. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> the, the guy who runs Ralphie Report. Yeah. Great, Supposedly. Great we don't know that. <laughs> yeah, we don't know that. We don't want to actually find out how little he knows about everything. <laughs> so, in light of John not knowing much about anything, um, we're we going all decided to not know much about today. <laughs> Um, we're going to be, uh, the podcast, we're just going to be doing rapid fire, quick questions and have it, uh, kind of fun that way. But we, we do have some CU news. Jack, do you want to take that? Um, yeah, hopefully we're talking about the same thing. The, the one main thing of note I wanted to point out now that all the players are back and I believe, uh, I, I don't know if Colorado's disclosing who or how many, um, student athletes got, have, tested positive for COVID. Um, but besides all of that, we, uh, the, the Colorado basketball coaching staff is finally finished. It's done. Anthony Coleman left under the cover of night uh, somewhere around April or May. And now um, Tab Boyle has decided to eschew the splash hire of Danny Manning and go with someone he likes, who is Rick Ray. Um, if you're wondering, who's Rick Ray? That's what I was wondering until like, I don't know, two days ago. Um, and he recently was fired as the head coach of Southeastern Missouri University. Um, right. I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't know that was a place. Um, he went there after being fired from Mississippi State University as the head coach. Um, and prior to that, he was Brad Brunell's main assistant head coach and main recruiter at Clemson for three years. And before that, he was with Matt Painter for four years in Purdue um, probably his biggest claim to fame is he was part of the staff that landed Robbie Hummel for, for old college basketball heads, I guess now that know that name and also Juwan Johnson. Oh, so not Caleb Swanigan. No, he was gone way before that. Yeah. So it, he was there for Juwan Johnson, Robbie Hummel and Etwan Moore. If you remember that. Etwan Moore. That's what I was thinking of. I forgot there was some, that three headed monster, that Purdue three headed monster. That is the big three I think about when I think of college basketball. I don't know why. Those are the three I mean, people you think about when you think about college basketball. Yeah, well, it's, half of it's ironic. The other is that I just really like those Purdue teams. I've right, always man. had a soft spot for Purdue. Especially if they would have landed Evan Batty, I would have had such a soft spot. But why would you say that? Not. Why would you root for that? Well, no, he's Evan's here. I, I know. I'm, that's the way it should be i'm an evan batty fan okay i see what you're saying i guess by them valiantly pursuing and failing to get evan batty it shows the character as their program is that what you're saying yes and i think bonzi colston is the most purdue player who didn't play interesting i I was gonna go for matt stainbrook the xavier legend who was about 400 pounds and wore rec specs 
Actually, no, that's a better answer. I, I miss Matt Steinberg. Thank you for reminding me he existed. Um, so anyways, yeah, Rick Ray was there for four years. He, it was honestly a pretty nice career path where he was power five assistant, good recruiter, power five assistant head coach, good recruiter, power five head coach. And then uh, I dug into it a little bit more and the Mississippi State situation he walked in on was pretty awful. Um, Rick Stansbury left, was fired because of some shady stuff he was doing. Um, and with him also left Arnett Moultrie, if you know that name, Sam. And also I do, Rodney former first-round pick to the Sixers. Yes. Yep. And Rodney Hood, also a first-round pick. So Rick um, Ray I mean, also, walked into – go ahead. Yeah, so, so Rodney Hood transferred to Duke. And then of their eight rotation players, only six came back – or only two of the eight rotation players came back, mm-hmm. and they played a combined 24 games. So they were really starting from scratch. His roster was ruined, um, and I think also part of the reason that Mississippi State hired him is because he has a reputation as a pretty clean, nice, like, coach in general. Um, which yeah, he, partially... didn't land a single, he didn't land a single top 100 recruit while he was there. But he still recruited relatively well, like three or four stars, which is what we're doing at CU, and also, like, was rel- – like, like I said, he was there to clean up the school and then basically be a fall guy, I think. So Mississippi State could then – because you can't jump from Rick Stansbury to Ben Howland. Um, directly, yeah, because so. – well, I was, I was thinking the top 100 recruits thing because, uh, um, I mean, both of those coaches before and after Rick Ray have been cheating. Basically, everybody knows this. And they, like, Ben Howland took over and immediately landed the top 10 recruit, Malik Newman, Kansas legend. Oh, wow. So, I didn't realize he was yeah. at Mississippi State. Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Oh, I man. You don't follow the NBA draft enough. I think I follow it the exact amount that I'm comfortable with. Which is good. Um, uh, yeah, so, anyways. He, well, so he fired. He got fired there. He got hired by Southeastern Missouri State for cheap, and then did oh, I mean, not great there. His best year was a second year when he was second in conference, um, and then last year I think he won eight games and he was canned. So um, now he's a CU as an assistant. Yeah, his teams also got worse every year. Go ahead, John. If you had to guess from what you guys know, and this may be a complete guess, where. Was this uh, the first choice? Was this Tad's first choice? Was this uh, a little bit further down the ladder? Uh, good. I mean, good question. So Danny Manning was uh, connected lightly, which would have been like, you know, the number one, uh, especially as an assistant coach, just because he was, he's arguably the best assistant, uh, the best big man coach in the country regardless. Um, but that was never more than like, some rumors on Twitter. There was never like any smoke, like Rick George following him, or, or you know, there was no other signs to point to that. Um, and besides that, I mean, Tad keeps it pretty close. He's gonna tell the media everything that he knows at that point, and he's just gonna hire someone. I would bet that he was pretty high up. Um, they know each other. They've known each other for like 25 years because they were both assistants at the same Backwater Missouri Valley uh, schools way back when oh, I had no idea about that yeah so uh geez I know Tad Boyle was at I think he was at Wichita State um who was in the is that a backwater Valley. school to you I, look man if you want if you want to stand for Wichita Kansas you go ahead dude oh I'm not I'm not um uh, and then uh Rick Ray was at Indiana State so um a lot of the same players 
they were going for. They've known each other since then. And I, I think the other part, and this, the other thing I was going to talk about, is I think he brings some recruiting areas, to, if, if it is a regional recruiting thing, that are currently lacking in the coaching staff. Um, I think he is mainly a Midwestern and Chicago recruiter, if I had to guess based off of his resume. Purdue is obviously big in that area. He was at Indiana State for seven years. He was at Northern Illinois, which is in Chicago for, for four years. Um, I think that's where he's going to make his bones if he is recruiting. And that it doesn't exist right now with the staff. So, I don't know. I would guess he's pretty high up on the list. John, does that answer your question? It does. It does. Perfect. <laughs> um, do, we, do we want to move on to the quick question? Do we have any other news? Oh, Spencer Dinwiddie tested positive for COVID. And symptomatic, which is the worst part. Oh, he is symptomatic? Yes, he, yeah, he's experiencing symptoms. Oh, shit. Best of luck, and Spencer. That could, <clears throat> that, that could put uh, his, his return in, in jeopardy a little bit, right, if the timing gets close? Yeah, and he, he has said that he's um, he might not come back. Any, like, he, would, that he might renounce – or what do, we, what do we call that, renounce his rights to play or whatever, back out um, if it is too close anyways. Um, I don't know. He also made news today. I don't know if we all saw this, but he's, he wants the, back, the name on the back of his jersey to be Trillion. Did we all see this? I saw that. I, saw I did that. not. Uh, and he wants his number to be 26 to represent the, the national debt of the United States. That's a joke. That's a joke. He picked 26. Yeah, man, for sure. Kobe. No, after Kobe died, he changed his number for number eight to 26. He also said today, he went on a nice rant about it, which honestly, I mean, he was accepted to Harvard before Tad Boyle made him go to CU. So I under, like, he's, I think, very intelligent and well-spoken, but he also, he basically went through his whole thing about why he was to be doing that, which made it seem a little less jokey, or it's just like way too in joke for me, and I don't understand any of it i think i think he suffers a little bit from irony poisoning to be completely honest from iron poisoning irony poisoning oh okay it's when when you do things so ironically that it becomes indistinguishable from the thing you're satirizing i also i mean he's all he's i mean he's a super cryptocurrency guy like unbank whatever guy so i think that might be part of it i don't know yeah anyways uh Get well, Spencer, please, for us, for, for yourself. That'd be great. Okay, I have a question. If you What's could the question? Have, oh, I you if you could that. have one athlete's life, who would you choose? Living, dead, doesn't matter? Well, it depends if you want to be living or dead. Because so if you saying, pick dead, I'm, you're dead. I was about to say. I'm not, so I'm just picking their life currently? <laughs> yeah. If, like, I'm not going to pick Christy Matthewson. Hall of Fame career, went to World War One, came back, died from mustard gas, tuberculosis. I'm not gonna so this pick is a body him. swap comedy, officially. <laughs> yeah. This is Freaky Friday. Like. Yes, yes, yes. This is it. <laughs> okay. Well, in that instance, if it's whoever, it's whatever athlete right now, in 2020. Uh, yes. So I can't pick Spencer Dinwiddie because he's tested positive coronavirus. I don't want to go through that again. Yeah, that's fair because you recovered. Uh, supposedly, yeah. I, oh, man. 
Sam, answer yourself well, while I'm waiting, listening. I mean, I might choose I might choose Zion Williamson just so I can like just have some fun jumping and jumping and keep jumping. <laughs> well, I went I went right to to basketball too because this one was the easiest one for me, and it's Luca. Oh, Luca Doncic. You are, yeah, you're a, yeah, you're a I, I'm a Mavs fan. You're a young superstar with a good owner. He's going to put talent to people around you. <laughs> Dallas is not the best, but also not the worst. I mean, and no also, income tax, you know, right? Yeah, no, no income tax. You also speak Slovenian, English, and Spanish all fluently. The world nice. is your oyster. Um, let's see. If I did my math right, maybe this is this shows my motivation. But uh, maybe I'll pick Didier Drogba. That's a good one. So you want to be a retired footballer? I want to not be have to do anything. And he also – I don't remember exactly what this was because I'm not a huge soccer guy. But isn't he the dude that got paid like $200 million to play in China? Um, even I'm even when he was bad? Right now. I'm checking right now. He played eight games for Shanghai Shenhua. So I don't know if that's true. He signed a two-and-a-half-year deal where he will earn $200,000 a week or 200,000 pounds a week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's not too far off of what – like Paul Pogba, he makes like 300,000 uh, pounds a week at Manchester. But he also has to play right but, now. Yeah, that's fair. But, um, but like – if you look at anybody who goes to the Chinese League, they're going to get paid so much money to just go be a superstar there because the level of play is pretty bad. And they, like Yannick Carrasco left. He was like a 23-year-old wing on the Atletico Madrid. And he left that playing on a premier team in Spain to go play for like Beijing or some shit. I don't blame him. Um, you know, I'm thinking about it. You're right. If, I'm, if this is a body swap and I get to take over – their athletic gifts and, and like abilities. I don't know if playing would be a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I get to play basketball as Zion Williamson. That sounds fun. Maybe. I guess, yeah, he hasn't tested positive yet. Oh, so no, um, Yannick Carrasco played for not Beijing. He played for a team that's currently coached by Rafa Benitez, who won a bunch of titles with Madrid. I don't, I, I don't know any of these people. Oh. Rafa Benitez is a good name to know. But keep going, keep going, sorry. Okay, related question. <laughs> if you could be any athlete anywhere, so you would be yourself and you'd be good at whatever, what sport would you be and where would you play? So I am myself, but I'm choosing the sport and where I'm playing the sport. Yes, but you're you're like Let's say you're an average player at whatever sport you do. Why would you, why why would you assume that? What do you think that you're a world class cricketer? I don't know. In in this strange world where I can be Didier Drogba or you can be Zion Williamson, why can't I? You could be a sumo wrestler in Japan. That's but you but you assume I cap out at average, huh? <laughs> all right. Let's say a world class athlete. Thank you. Okay. Anywhere in the world. Okay. Like sport, where would you be? Okay. It's a good question. John, do you have any ones? Because you wouldn't pick Luka Doncic again. 
I would not. I, and I, I went more generic um, as opposed to someone specific, but I, I've, I've leaned towards, I know you. it's generic, but uh, kicker for NFL kicker. Oh, I was about, damn it. Oh, I was going to say punter. Yeah, a punter's a good one too. I like pressure. I mean, you, you I'd want to be in a good location, um, not in where, Green Bay or Ohio. Or um, did you play for Pittsburgh, your boys? He said good location. I love, Sam. I love Pittsburgh. I do <laughs> Pittsburgh. I do Denver, and I do the West Coast. That's probably well, about it. Denver's the best place for kickers, right? Because you can just pump up those those yardage numbers, and then just and you don't, you wouldn't have to leave your wife and kids either. Yeah, it's not a bad, uh, not a bad spot. I, I thought about some, uh, I thought about some Olympic sports, but hey, if you want to get the paycheck, you're not going to get it there. Well, this is Chris Cleary's story, right? Pac-12 legend, former Minnesota yeah. Vikings punter, who just decided he wanted to do the most, least amount of work for the most amount of money, got really good at punting. Mitch now- Wisnowski, I think it was Mitch Wisnowski who said that. No, it was the other Utah punter, which was the funny one. Tom Hackett, he said that when he was playing Aussie, he quit Aussie rules football to play bat to play real football because he didn't like running so much. <laughs> I think, yeah, and now I think Chris Cluey is a pro World of Warcraft player. I yeah, you're you are right. I was about to say that because he got banned from the NFL because he kept criticizing coaches. Shadow ban. Did he really? Basically, yeah. He basically got blackballed because he uh, kept talking to the media and critiquing coaches for like saying homophobic stuff or something like that. Well, and he, yeah, he also did. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at this right now. He did a bunch of interviews about, <laughs> and this is more and more prescient in 2017 about why it's ridiculous that people got mad about kneeling for the anthem. Um with his main thing saying that if you conflate police, uh, if you conflate police squadrons with U S military, that's more authoritarian than I'm comfortable with. And that is, uh, I mean, that has definitely aged better, but yeah, I think he was blackballed after that. Yeah. He was definitely blackballed. I remember that. Yeah. Um, anyway, my answer, I'd probably be a professional soccer player, possibly a goalie. So I don't have to run very much. And I'd probably pick one of those really nice locations in Europe to play at. Like like um, uh, Real Sociedad, they're in San Sebastian, Spain, right on the northern coast. Like that sounds wonderful to be a millionaire just sitting there. Now, the other question of this is, do I assume the average body type of the thing that I'm choosing to play? We could say so, but that could also be Nikola Jokic. <laughs> right, which I'm saying is could be a plus. In that case, I think soccer goalie is good because you're tall, but you're not like a uh, you know stupid tall, and you're also not yeah. like super ripped. Ooh, I might be Andre Onana. He's a really good goalie for Ajax in Amsterdam. No, I'm telling oh, you. Oh, you get to be a really good goalie. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying I might choose him over Zion, and be a really good goalie playing for Ajax and living as a millionaire in Amsterdam. Also, look him up. He's really cool. You would like him. Also, Jack, you should consider being uh, that soccer player I told you about last time, Adama uh, Traore. I, I just watched a Wolverhampton highlight video because YouTube has understood that I want to watch that guy play. <laughs> Are you watching my boy Raul Jimenez? 
be amazing? No, I'm not. Oh, well, he's the uh, one. He's the one what? scoring the goals that Traore gives him. One last Chris Cluey, uh, uh, what do you call it? Info is I believe his last two years at UCLA was played under Carl Durrell. Oh, fun fact! Current CU coach. <laughs> okay, going a different direction. If you were said athlete and you played in college sports, what unspecified rules violation would you be suspended for? Great question. Usually when people are suspended for violation of team rules, it's breaking curfew. Or like, you know, acting crazy, going out to bars on road trips and stuff. There's some other stuff like failed drug tests and everything. I don't know. I enjoy... I enjoyed Tyreek Evans getting banned from the NBA because he kept testing positive for what is presumed uh, as cocaine, possibly crack cocaine. So I do enjoy that, a good, a good drug suspension. That's Although, why O.J. Mayo got kicked out of the league. Oh, yeah, yeah, same, same shit. I think I'm – yeah, yeah, it's the same shit with both of those guys. John, do you have an answer? I mean, yeah. <laughs> partying is, is where you lean. You don't want to be yeah. the uh... – who who is the who is the um, cheating is always one too where you've got professionals when you're on your own team but you certainly don't want that you kind of want to lean towards one of the only fun ones is some sort of uh, of too much partying you know what uh, I figured it out and thank you John for leading me there um, I want to be I believe Baker Mayfield was suspended for a quote violation of team rules after. Uh, he was charged with resisting arrest when he ran away from a cop. <laughs> he certainly was. And you know he what? He was suspended I, for the first quarter. Yep. That's the one I want. I think That's the I one I want. Choose, I think I would be undermining the coaches. Because I have a problem with authority, and I get in trouble with undermining my bosses. And this is what you want to be? No, that's probably what would happen. Because, like, I'm not going to – I'm fine with that being a weakness of mine. <laughs> you want to be an insurgent cell within the team. Okay. I think that would be really funny. I mean, more and more every day, I guess, we're seeing some of that come out, especially with all the Iowa stuff that came out today. You could be the hero, Sam. I could be a hero. Yeah, and if I get suspended, so what? If I call out my coach on Twitter like Marvin Wilson, great for me. Yep. The Akram Wadleys of the world? I don't know who that is. Um, Come on. (laughs) Okay, real quick. What is your one quick fix to fix the Pac-12? You can only do one thing with it. Well, we know mine, but uh, I can can save that for last. (laughs) Well, yeah, the the only thing that can fix the Pac-12 is winning, multiple teams winning. It can't even be just a USC. I mean, it's got to be USC and Oregon and multiple teams and the only way to guarantee that's a quick trick to fix the Pac-12 relatively speaking is the ultimate bag man Mm -hmm. see that's my answer is print money so we need need Elon Musk to get really into college football what would he do I would assume just buy buy players for Cal right oh yeah because the endorsement deals are going to come up 
Yes. Well, UCLA, Eric, oh, Under Armour is, yeah, in, in dire enough straits where they're asking out of Cal and UCLA's endorsement deals, enter SpaceX or the Boring Company. <laughs> That's actually a decent real-life quick fix is um, get the – get the national image and likeness law passed and then just be a team in LA. And that should certainly yep. help quite a bit. Yep. Oh, that's actually a really good one. Uh, Sam. I said print money. Okay. And you're sticking with that. Um, yes. Okay. Headquarters in Boulder. Actual headquarters in Boulder. That's a great, uh, segue into mine. I mean, I have a larger one that I've actually wrote about, I think a few times with the pod, with the 16 team conference pod thing, which I won't touch. Oh yeah. The main one I want to touch is, uh, just fire Larry Scott, move the headquarters to Vegas. You'll save like $8 million a year from that. Yeah. I was thinking in that lines, cause they pay so much money to have their headquarters in San Francisco. It's ridiculous. And headquarters in Vegas, it's it's central to the conference. You're basically going to make sure all your conference tournaments are played there already. Way cheaper. Uh, way probably easier to attract talent. And uh, just hope they don't get Rick George as their overall commissioner. Yeah, and then the commissioner has to live in Las Vegas instead of San Francisco. Yeah, so has to. Oh, all. no. Oh, I would never live in Las Vegas, dude. I don't know what the fuck. I, I think if you're getting paid seven-figure salary, six-figure salary, it'd be a lot easier. Yeah, maybe I'll take that salary and then retire two years later. And go something <laughs> I want to be. All right, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I then not you. Is is who's going to replace Larry Scott? Is what I'm hearing. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. In a similar light, give me one rule change to football to the sport. College or NFL? I mean, it doesn't matter to me. NFL is easy. Oh. Just make overtime like college. But um, Okay, college, yes, that's actually a good it. one. Okay, so what about college? I think you got to fix the – I'd like to see them do something different with onside kicks. I, I liked um, – what was it? Was it the XFL that did you can, you can start with the ball on your own 30 or 35? I don't know if I'm making that up, but I'd love to see something – Oh, you should have. It was it was football gold, mm-hmm. but something to something where a on an onside kick is more. I guess the current onside kick is exciting to watch, but you almost you, you almost never see one actually successful. So something else where the the rate of success could go up slightly, but because it can't be a lot, but uh, that that's more than the current onside kick. I think would be interesting. Hmm. Okay. If you hate it, that's fine. I mean, I didn't know you guys were such onside kick uh, traditionalists. Well, I <laughs> I want to do stuff with special teams because I think it's definitely the most boring part. Like, you don't even – kickoffs are so unnecessary right now. So I appreciate that line of thinking. Uh, I guess for something totally weird and probably not completely thought through, I want to see what happens if uh, on a fourth down you can declare your intent to go for it. And if you have anything longer than five yards, that yardage gets halved. If you what? declare that you're going for it, if you say oh. that you are going for it, I don't. So you well, can still fake a punt you, or fake a kick, and it, you'll keep the same yardage, but it's a fake. Or you can actually punt a kick, but if you say you're going to go for it and it's longer than five yards, the yardage gets halved. Well, I mean. You already announced that you're going for it when you put in your quarterback on the field. 
Right, but I want to make that more uh, common. I want to make sure there's less punts. And I feel like that's a pretty good incentive. Hmm. And also, I think, in a way, it makes fakes more uh, likely to work because if you don't declare, they're going to be less on guard for fakes, right? Because then it's assumed that you're punting. Okay. I'm thinking about just making the game just keep going, like a running clock with just halftime. Because I really don't like commercials. And I think that's the biggest reason I don't watch football. And you'll love the Pac-12 network. <laughs> but I'm also thinking I kind of want to see pass interference allowed within reason. I want I like hand fighting. Hmm. So you uh, do you want the same challenge thing that the NFL did? Oh no, no. I I want like I want defensive backs to be able to touch receivers past five yards. I think it would be more fun for the NFL. I think like I missed like like night train lane highlight where he would just like clothesline someone as the ball was in the air. Fuck iconic. I would love to see that. Wow, a dick night train lane joke. I did not ex- or reference. I did not expect that. <laughs> um, if we're going completely off the cuff here, I also wanted to do NFL street rules and, and play more football games on beaches. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Um, what about for one. basketball? What's, what's one rule change for basketball? And you got to be quick with it. Did you guys uh, watch any of the, the end of the game – rule that they put into for the NIT was that what it was yeah I did how was it it was interesting it definitely cut down on like the the like 10 minutes for two seconds ishness of college basketball uh you basically don't you you're cut down your timeouts get cut down like I think the last five minutes of the game or whatever you get one timeout or last two minutes of the game each coach gets one timeout and uh there's some – I think it's like a sudden death, like, last two points win. Um, or, like, if you score – it's like a first first to eight points, I think, in overtime. Oh, it was like the the TBT had it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they also did. I forget what the, they called it. That'd be, that's a good one, John. The, the, the Elam ending. Yes, that's, that's what That's right, called. the guy that created it. Yeah. Jason Elam. Yeah, that's a – <laughs> that's a Matt Elam Baltimore Ravens star Matt Elam Florida Gators star before that well no he was bad with Ravens um, I would I would ban charges Jack yeah, well you took mine so I guess I'll just do hockey subs I want hockey subs no I don't want hockey subs I've watched too many buffs games <laughs> wait what you can't have no see Pat Boyle used to do hockey. Oh, I see. Never mind. I'm saying oh, you do not stop the play for, to, to oh. get new players on there. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I like the hockey subs idea. I think that's fun. I thought you were saying platoons. like like. Oh, yeah. No. CU basketball lives that reality. Yeah. Okay. Um, where is my question? Okay. If you could have a five-man basketball team of any one player, who are you choosing? Don't just pick, like, LeBron. Well, I mean, he's the answer, right? <laughs> he is the answer, but we're doing like 
like what if you had say five Andre Robertson and you just allow 14 points a game and that's it and you score 16 <laughs> mm. I went I went to football first and yes I oh, know yes. we've made it this far without bringing up Oklahoma but Adrian P- Peterson could play a lot of positions oh that's a good one that is a good one I was thinking like like Miles Jack type of deal. Well, he'd be a natural fit. Um, oh man, can you imagine Julius Peppers playing every position in both sports? Oh my God, just <laughs> <laughs> that isn't a bad answer. I feel like uh, I I think for football you gotta get someone with a little bit of heft to him though, like AP or all day, whatever you want to call him. Jack Thompson. I don't know who that is. Oh, Shaq, Shaq Thompson. Thompson. I know Shaq Thompson, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, he is still in my nightmares. Um, um, the worst yeah. experience I ever had in Folsom Field. I truly enjoy when some athletes who I enjoy, like I'm not talking about like Dylan Brooks, but like real players that are good just thrash CU every single time. I think it's fun I'll be honest. Like okay. when Matisse Bible shuts down to you every single time they play. No, I don't think that's very fun. <laughs> no. I think I think I enjoy watching see you lose more than you do. I didn't like watching Marcus Mariota just literally yawn his way to seventy three wins. That or or seventy three points. The the uh, the guy that's destroyed CU football more in the last three years than anyone else, Khalil Tate. Khalil Tate, yeah. Not fun. Oh, yeah. Man, <laughs> that's been hard watching Khalil Tate. Um, I guess for football, I'm going to go Cordell Stewart. Is that possible? Absolutely. Okay. I'm trying to think of, like, I'm trying to think of, like, an offensive lineman who can play other positions. Or, like, someone who's, like, has a lot of girth and you just run through. Larry teams. Brown was a good he, – he, he had some speed to him. Oh, Larry Brown's a great one. Hmm. Gino Atkins. Brian Erlocker. What about Prime Brian Erlocker? Uh, I don't know. He's too small. He's like five eleven, man. He's not. Oh, is he? I'm looking it up right now. Why not Aaron Donald? Six four, dude. He's six four. He's not six four. BS. He's six four. Where'd you find that? Brian Erlocker is tall. dot com. I looked. <laughs> that was good. Um, no, he was like, I remember on the playing cards I had, he was like 6'4, 260. No, he's not. Okay. I don't believe oh, you. No. Brian Orlocker, real height. Oh, it's 6'4 again. Sure, man. Well, then that would be a pretty good one. Okay. Uh, for oh. basketball, if I can't pick LeBron James, that's you tough. Gotta go with- like Lamar Odom? Can I do Lamar Odom? Yeah, you can do Lamar Odom. Then I'll do Lamar Odom. Uh, oh, five Vince Carters. In honor of his retirement, we, could we do five Vince Carters? That's a good one. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna give up 160 points a game, but that's okay. But we'll look good doing it. Yep. Oh, yeah, honestly. Alley, you two yourself are worth like 50 points, I thought. So I think you're good. Oh. Man, I'm trying to think of a good one. I'd pick five Kyle Andersons. You you will actually give up like 150 points a game. That <laughs> no, guy no, no. moves is, at the speed of molasses. 
And his defensive metrics are always good. He is such a good team defender. I promise. Yeah, but I won't be able to it guard doesn't work when the whole team is him. That doesn't work. <laughs> what about five DeJounte Murrays? You're going these – are, these are deep cuts. <laughs> I got to go deep cuts. Basketball. I got to – okay. He, okay. he has a brand. He has a brand to represent. I guess, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mediocre or late 2000s NBA players is your brand. What a fun – I mean, that's – you almost hit the nail on the head. Five, five Hidu Turkoglu's. Wow. That's what yeah. I'm rolling with, actually. That's pretty I'm good. Five Linus Clases? <laughs> no. <laughs> I almost bought a Linus Clases jersey a couple of years ago, but I decided to have some self-control. Smart. Okay, if you could choose any rival player to add to CU, and it would have to be CU that year, who is it? Is this football? And is this? Could be. It could be any sport. It could be cross country. And how loose is our definition of rival here? Um, don't put Carson Palmer on the two thousand on the two thousand one buff because I know you want to. Because it almost happened. Yeah, because USC is not a rival in this situation. However, Matt Barkley would be considered a rival because he's okay. the Pac-12. Your rules don't make sense. Okay, never mind. He wouldn't be allowed that. And it has to be the year that they would face off. Okay. Boy, who, was the, uh, who was the really good Utah – defensive lineman and was he available to for us to take him in 2016 oh it was a star back then no, that's what i'm thinking of star no. was drafted like 2014 oh they have like eight million uh great pass rushers that i can never i never know their names because they're just so like they always have one when i don't yeah, remember who that star one Lilley, was you should look up what star little lady looks like now he looks washed up uh let's see that year uh john that would have been let's see hunter dimmick would have been their sack master yeah that's not worth no eight passes i want to do something to that 2016 (laughs) team to put it over the top they need someone someone what they need someone good on the offensive line i feel like that's fair. Oh, no. They need – man, they need someone like Greg Gaines at Washington that year. Yeah, nice – well, I don't know. Carol, Jordan Carroll and Samson Cafavalli did just fine. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I guess you could do the – like um, uh, a Rick Gamboa replacement, get Chase Hansen in there. That could be good. Where did Chase Hansen go again? Tack McKinley was at UCLA that year. Oh, well, and we had Tack McKinley had three and a half sacks against CU that year. Oh, that's a good pick, John. Jimmy Gilbert had like four sacks that game. Well, if we're doing, uh, if we're doing what, what do you want to call that? Um, oh shit, no, because it has to be rivals. I was gonna say forty chess. You just get Jake Butt on CU's team, and then well, CU yeah, if you wins could do <laughs> You could do anyone. You could do Lamar Jackson, and that solves a lot of problems yeah, real yeah. quick. 
Except for Sefer would never give up a starting job. And I, how dare you suggest that? I just said, <laughs> I love Sefo. Sefo Lamar. Um, uh, on the basketball side, if we want to count them as rivals, and I certainly do because they were that year for sure, I want to put Jahi Carson on the 2013 CU team. That's a good one. I was just wondering which team to put on that, that CU team. I mean, I think Nick Johnson on the following year's Arizona team would be good too. But oh, that might be better. Aaron Gordon for the fun of it would be just, fun. Just take away, uh, take away Xavier Talton's minutes from that team and put in Jahi Carson. <laughs> You're gonna win a lot of games. <laughs> that would be extremely fun. I think John's right though. I think you have to do 2016 and try to try to get someone. I, I mean, Nebraska probably had no one at that point, right? No. Oh, jeez. Man, I don't is, want anyone is, from that CSU team because that was a very bad CSU team. And Arizona is – no, I'm not picking anybody from Arizona. See, I'm doing this, but I forget who is on any other team besides CU that year. <laughs> what about John Ross? Uh, or, a Dory Jackson, or a Dory Jackson. You've got two good choices there. A Dory oh. Jackson would be a really good one. Well, we already had a loaded secondary. But just imagine. I know, just imagine. But And then you can move Cheeto to safety to replace Afalabe Laguda. Could you play two running backs with McCaffrey and, and Phil? I mean, yeah, but just stick McCaffrey on the field and he'll do something. That's a good right? one. Right? Put him in the slot. That's yeah, a good one. That's a good one. What about Buda Baker? We're just adding, we're adding talent to talent, huh? <laughs> adding talent to talent. I don't know. I, I'm, le- I'm leaning towards, um, like, Vita Vea, the defensive tackle, but you, you, you're saying – I mean, Josh Tupo is so solid, though. I know. I, man, okay. I feel bad, like, saying that you're not good enough. Obviously, Vita Vea is, like, really, really good, but um, – let's see. If we're counting, I think Christian McCaffrey is a good addition. Uh, what about Cam Smith from USC to replace Rick Gamboa? I don't even remember Cam Smith. Oh, jeez. Oh no, uh, he was extremely good. Yes, he was an underclassman though. He was like nineteen that year. He was a sophomore. He was born four days after me. Fun fact. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to pick you in there. Thank you. I think, uh, yeah, I, offensive line is an f- easy choice, but do any of us know any offensive linemen from that year? <laughs> <laughs> I looked for Pac-12. Oh, you know who was in the Pac-12 that was drafted that year? Garrett Bowles. Oh, no. <laughs> On a rival. I guess he's On available. Rival. <laughs> oh, no, we can't. Okay. So who are our contenders for this question? So we have Jahi Carson and Nick Johnson. For basketball, but that mm-hmm. doesn't really work. Why doesn't that Adore work? Jackson player. Well, no, no, no. I, that works for basketball. Okay. But what about for football? Right. Okay. Jake Browning was quarter was offensive player of the year. Well, why are we trying to replace Sefo? It does not happen with that. I'm Sefo. not. I'm not. I'm just saying Jake Browning <laughs> was offensive player of the year that year, which is crazy to me because I mean, he, was uh, that his fifty and nine year or whatever. Yeah. Had to be. He had 
Because he had John Ross and Dante Pettit. And they had some nutso tight end that year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised John didn't go for taking someone off Oklahoma State for the double whammy. Oh. <laughs> well, they're not a rival. Uh, they were, and they were a bowl game rival. That's true. I, thought I don't I want to stick to see you here. That's right. They had Chico McClatcher. I love Chico McClatcher. The Washington team had him. And C, uh, CSU star KJ Carter Samuels. Okay, I'm going to put Austin Safarian Jenkins on there the 2013 Colorado Buffs. Wait, why? I'm just, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> they're going to win, like, five games instead of the two or whatever? Uh, no, they're not going to win more than more than the two they won. Oh, my God. This Washington team was so good. I know. that. Uh, they should have been Azeem better. Victor is a really, really good pick, too. Okay, if you could root for anyone in the Pac-12 that wasn't to you, who would you pick if you just started anew and your brain got reset? Okay. Following the rules of my other fandoms, which is basically just like if they have cool colors and cool uniforms, it mm-hmm. would be Cal or UCLA. UCLA is a good pick. Man, it would be miserable to have been a yeah. UCLA fan over the yeah. last few years, though. Well, you'd but be suck. <laughs> <laughs> based on the colors, I, I would definitely pick UCLA. But based on... I like to root for new teams based on if they have cool players and I like their colors. So I'd probably pick Washington. Oh, and I usually go for a cool location. <laughs> yeah. John, how about you? And you can't say Arizona. To... I know, I'm biased, but I, I wouldn't want to be an Arizona fan right now either. Uh, I've always had this weird thing with both Arizona schools. I was, I've always played with Arizona state in, uh, the NCAA games, like the early 2000 ones before I was, I had uh, to change my allegiance to Arizona. Um, cause old school. That was the Derek uh, Erickson years. I think Dennis Erickson years. Oh, the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. Can't be Oregon. No. 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 Absolutely not. That's you'd be a corporate sellout. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Did you guys the Arizona schools are fun. Hmm. You could pick Arizona. I think that's fine. Cal would suck too. I don't know if I could be a Cal fan. I know. Like I love San Francisco, but Stanford and Cal, there's just there's nothing there. There's then no, no one goes to the games. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, same with UCLA, though, ish. Haas can get uh, their their uh, basketball arena can get rocking, but only if they're really good. Guys, you got to pick Washington. You got to hang out with me in Seattle. Washington State would be fun, honestly, too. Oh, that would be a very fun one. Especially, John pointed this out on Slack the other day. Their basketball recruiting is on the up and up. They have signed their best ever class. Yeah, talk Kyle's about a man. good environment. <laughs> yeah, Martin Stadium would be super fun. Pullman is a pure college town, which isn't there isn't a lot. I would say that Pullman is the only other one with Boulder 
that's like an actual college town. You could maybe squeeze in Tucson. But Tucson, I mean, yeah, Tucson's not a great, great place to be either. Actually, no. I'm, both the Washington schools are probably right at the top for me. I can't believe I didn't think of Washington's a pretty awesome uh, uh, spot too, with in a great oh stadium. Their stadium is like right on the water, and it's everybody awesome. can from a little boat. That's so cute. I went when I, I went when Oklahoma played them back in oh seven or eight, something along those lines, and. Um, it was when they were going through that really, really bad lull and the stadium was only about 60, 60% full, but it was still very, very cool. Is that the Ty Willingham years? I was about to say the Keith Price I, years. I think it was uh, – I'm not sure. In fact, I almost know it was. Off the top of my head, and I'm Googling it right now, Ty Willingham was 2007, one year, 0-12, I think is what he was. They Oof. were very bad. It may have been that year. Uh. See. No, they went four and nine, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. They went zero and twelve. Oh, with Jake Locker as the quarterback. Yeah, and uh, the number three Oklahoma Sooners beat him fifty four to fourteen. The one. Man, all right. Any any final decisions? I'm going Washington. Jack sounds like you're going Washington State. Uh. Yeah, I'll go Washington State. And John, I'll go Washington. And if, if so, we can't don't take the same ones. Oh yeah, I'm gonna buy my Matisse Thybulle jersey right now. Yeah, that whole question was an excuse to have a Matisse Thybulle jersey. That's what that's what that was. I almost ordered one. Um, I almost ordered a Matisse Thybulle Sixers jersey, but I got a Bam Adebayo one. Oh my God! Why didn't we use your example? I just looked at your example for the 2009 for the rival thing. And Dominic and Dominic Sue to the 2009 CU game. Number one, they make a bowl because then they don't have to face and Dominic Sue. And they they're beat. also going to win more than five games that year, just straight up because they're a real better team. Well, that was what Cody Hawkins senior year. I'm looking it up right now. No, oh. that's when Tyler Hansen replaced him. So yeah, that would have been a great team. Tyler Hansen, Ronnie Stewart. So they went three and nine. Scotty McKnight. They also, they also had like, didn't they have Nate Solder? Uh, two thousand in two thousand nine. I don't mm. know. No, yeah, they did. They had Jimmy Smith, Nate Solder, Chappelle Brown, Chappelle Brown, Jalil Brown also, who played in the NFL a long time. My guy Jeff Smart. I believe Jalil Brown is the current Boise State secondary coach. That's a that's a deep cut. And Chappelle Brown is working for uh, Dan Hawkins at UC Davis. Nice. Scotty McKnight was on the was on the team too. Yeah, that team wins a bunch. <laughs> they have. Yeah, go ahead. Jack, go ahead. Well, if they have uh, Indomitian, they don't lose to CSU. Okay. Do they lose to Toledo? Probably. <laughs> Still. <laughs> oh. Maybe not. <laughs> Uh, they probably beat West Virginia. Definitely lose to number two Texas. Uh, this is the team that beat number seventeen Kansas. Wow. Kansas uh, seventeen. Do they lose to Iowa State, which was a huge upset at the time? Absolutely not. I mean, this team was defined by the skit at the end because he lose to Iowa State and they lose to Nebraska by eight points. So you win that one because it's a giant flip by three. And that was a really good Oklahoma State team. 
can't. I mean, I'm not expecting that they're going to beat Bill Snyder at all either, or this uh, 2009 Missouri team. This was back when they were super fun. Do they have Jeremy Macklin that year? Uh, they had Denario Alexander, Sean Witherspoon, Blaine Gabbert. God, Blaine Gabbert. John, do you have any deep cuts for us? No, I was just thinking about how disappointing Macklin's NFL career has been so far. I thought he was a bit of a can't miss. Didn't he get hurt Did, a bunch of times? He literally I had cancer he, during his career. No, I don't think so. No, he did. I'm looking well, up right. Uh, he is probably the most famous casualty of the uh, 2005 CU witch hunt because Gary Barnett was working on him hard, and then he was unceremoniously fired. Oh, Missouri. Macklin had a lymphoma scare. Sorry, I thought he had cancer, but he did not. Gotcha. My bad. Yeah, he should have been better. He was super electric. Did you guys see the Star Little Lele picture I sent you? Yeah, that guy does look super (laughs) old. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Uh, This is good. This is good radio when they can't see the picture. But trust us when we say no, it. no, no. <laughs> look up, look up, Star Lily, if you can spell the last name correctly, and it'll be the first picture that shows up. He looks so well, sad can, to be we there. We can man. use this as the we can use this as the album art for this episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah, please, there we go. Please, please, please. Okay, deep cuts. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any quick fire questions, or was I the only one who prepared them? Okay. All right. Let's not let's not turn this into a who had their homework turned in quickest thing. Uh-huh. Uh jeez Louise. No, mine are all look, man, I look towards the future. You you can keep digging around in the past, but uh I'm a I'm a future looking guy. What do you well, have any let's, questions? Let's do a future looking one then. Are the buffs gonna go over their projected win total this year, assuming a full season? Is it three and a half still? Let's check Vegas Insider here. Their win total. That is a, a great question. Um, if 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 it is three and a half, I think pretty easily, yeah. Not because they're good, just because there are worse Pac-12 teams. But the schedule is not. Here we go. We want Pac-12. That's easy. All right, so. Oh I think it's God. hard to lose. It's hard to lose more than nine games. Uh, let's see. Three. It says three. I don't. Let me see how up to date this is. This is on Vegas over Insider. Under is three. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm picking the over because it's hard to go under on that. So at worst, I break even. I mean, you beat Fresno State. You beat CSU. You're two thirds of the way there. <laughs> if you win you both those to... games. Oh no! That would be so sad. Um, let's see. I mean, I honestly was more, I was way like, uh, higher up on UCLA. And then I talked to Hitful Day over at the Quack 12 podcast. Um, he brought us some really good points that they are not at like DTR is obviously really good, but they are super shaky around him and they lost a lot of people. Um, I think they're at home. Yeah, that's a home game. They're also playing home against Arizona State and Washington State. And then and we've been, I think ASU's lost, what, three straight years now? 
to see you? Oh, I don't think that's true. I think it is, man. No, I know definitely. I think we lost that Tempe at least in 2018. Mm, no, because we played him at home in 2018. Oh. You're right. We lost in 2017 I, because, yeah, if we say. all remember, it's the weird camo uniforms and Shea Fields dropped the touchdown. Yes, that, yeah, that sucked. I was also mixing up the UCLA game in 2018 when Juwan Winfrey dropped the touchdown pass as well. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that game sucked. Yeah, it, it was, was on like... a fucking – it was on a dime by Montez. He was rolling left and threw a dime through traffic. Oh, and that was the fake, the fake field goal one, right? Oh, yeah, it was. Oh, God. Yeah, that game sucked. It makes sense that McIntyre was fired. That that is unbelievable game management, in a bad way. Uh, yeah, a, we should do a, a a reliving of that game. No, really no, it wouldn't be fun. <laughs> Pac twelve, put it on the the, the network tower. You know what? I don't understand why CU is such a low championship game odds compared. Like Oregon State's eighty to one, and then CU is one hundred twenty five to one, and you can't. UCLA is 33 to 1, CU is 125 to 1. That is not accurate. Arizona is 28 to 1, and Arizona is going to be dead men walking the entire year. I think 28 to 1? Yeah. 28 to 1. They they have higher odds than Cal, Stanford, UCLA, Oregon State, and CU. Makes no sense. It is weirdly low. I feel like they should all be 125 to 1. That's not happening for any of them. <laughs> I, re- I, I mean, I that. think it's it's what? It's it's going to be Oregon and USC, right? Yeah. I mean, ASU does have Jaden Daniels. Um, uh, it's not so, enough. So I'm going over on the three wins. I think that's pretty easy. All right, well, That's I will so low, officially man. bet it in our state with legal gambling. Oh, well, it's not going to happen. I don't think the season's going to happen, but. I will not allow that negativity on your podcast. I really, like, I don't yeah. want students to have to travel. Editor, to can you cut right that? Now. Editor, can you mark that for cutting, please? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you guys, any other future questions for you? Uh. If you had, yeah, I guess if you had your druthers, how would you want the offense to look next year? Because it is Shiverini at the helm, but he has said that he's not going to do the same thing he did in 2018. I mean, you've got a brand new quarterback and you've got a, a really good running back room. I think wait, there's not a whole lot of choice, is there? Yeah, I mean, just run it. <laughs> uh, I agree. Um, as in preparation for the season preview, I did a pretty big deep dive into the Patriots offense after they got Gronk and uh, Aaron Hernandez, RIP. Um, I guess maybe not in peace. I don't know if we should ask. <laughs> I but, don't know, dude. Uh, it's interesting because I think that's honestly going to be pretty similar where they just had a state like they just had a bunch of running backs go in and out and they did. Oh, shoot. What was it called? Like most of the time they're in. 21 personnel maybe, whereas it was two wide receivers, one tight end, two running backs. And I think we can see something like that for CU this year, which I'm super pumped about. That would be very fun. Especially if one of those running backs is Brady Russell. 
I did get Jack. I got more excited about this season after reading your conversations with uh, that that Oregon blog. It's when you break it down position group by position group like that, and if you have a little little bit of faith in the coaching staff, it's not that hard to see uh, things looking a little bit more positive than than most of the country thinks they will. You gotta you gotta be really optimistic to look at the secondary and. Be optimistic. Uh, do you? I, and yes. this is gonna be mean. This is gonna be mean. But last year had what? What? What did last year have that this year does not have? You know, like what? What are we losing? I mean, a starting safety. Delrick Abrams and Mikhail Onu, right? Delrick yeah. Abrams is the only one I can see is not super replaceable. But Mikhail Onu was good at the beginning of the year and consistently bad near the end of the year. Okay, that's fair. Um, I, I just don't think that – I think there's enough talent there where, like, I don't think they're irreplaceable. Yeah, I just – I don't feel like it's going to be good. I don't see much upward potential. But I guess if it's not trash, that's good. I don't know. KJ sure. Trujillo was a freshman last year. He started half the season. Yeah. Tariq Luckett started half the season mm-hmm. as a freshman. He's got a ball control offense that keeps the defense relatively that's, rested. Yep, Low-scoring exactly. games. Hello. <laughs> We're going to have a nice, boring five-win season. <laughs> okay, I, I wouldn't mind five-win seasons in perpetuity. What? 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 Yeah. That's what we've had, and it sucks. You don't want five-win seasons. It's better than three wins. No, perpetuity. it's not, because three wins is like you can fire them relatively easily, It's or like there are easy ways to say, no, jet them. But when you have yeah. five-year seasons in a row, or five-win seasons in a row, it's like, well – Maybe there's progress. I don't know. I want to I see how long it goes. Like Chris Davis for the A's, he hit 247 every single year for three years straight. That's incredible. I want to I see something weird like that just keep going. Just for my personal amusement's sake. No, man. No, we can't do that. <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Signing off? Uh, I'm done. Are, you, are we all done? I'm done. I'm done. John's, John's got to go. This was fun. I certainly thought so. Until next time. Bye. Buzz. Buzz.